Welcome to the Yesteryear Chronicles, where we journey back in time to explore the fascinating stories of the past. I'm Adrian, your guide through all things history. And I'm Becca, your resident science, music, and birthday enthusiast. Speaking of birthdays, Adrian, did you know that today is the birthday of the first official cup of tea in America? Just kidding, but it's related to one of our stories. Now, let's dive into the real stories of the day. On May 10, 1773, the British Parliament passed the Tea Act, which granted the British East India Company a monopoly on tea sales in the American colonies. This act led to widespread protests and ultimately culminated in the famous Boston Tea Party. From one historic event to another, on May 10, 1869, the Golden Spike was driven into the ground, signifying the completion of the first transcontinental railroad in the United States. This monumental achievement connected the East and West Coasts, revolutionizing transportation and commerce. It's incredible how these events shaped the world we know today. Moving on to a more recent story, on May 10, 1975, Sony introduced the Betamax, a home video cassette recorder that would spark the infamous format war between Betamax and VHS. I remember those days, Becca. Betamax actually had some technical advantages over VHS, like better picture quality. It's always interesting to see how technology has evolved. And finally, on May 10, 1994, Nelson Mandela was inaugurated as the first black president of South Africa, marking the end of apartheid and the beginning of a new era of racial equality and reconciliation in the country. What a momentous occasion. Indeed, a truly historic day. Becca, do you think the Betamax would have had a chance to dominate the market if it had been released earlier? I always thought it was a superior technology. Okay, Boomer. But seriously, it's possible that Betamax could have fared better if it had been released earlier, but I think the ultimate success of VHS came down to factors like cost, marketing, and the support of major studios. Betamax may have had technical advantages, but in the end, it was those other factors that determined the winner in the format war. You have a point, Becca. It just goes to show that even with a superior product, success isn't guaranteed if you can't capture the hearts and wallets of the consumers. Absolutely, Adrian. It's a good lesson for any budding entrepreneurs out there. Always pay attention to the market and its demands. Our first deep dive today takes us back to the early 19th century and the First Barbary War. Between 1801 and 1805, the United States fought against the Barbary states of North Africa, which had been demanding tribute from American merchant ships. The Barbary pirates had a long history of piracy, dating back to the 16th century. They preyed on European and American shipping in the Mediterranean, capturing ships and enslaving their crews. It's significant to note that on May 10, 1801, the Barbary pirates of Tripoli declared war on the United States, marking the beginning of this important chapter in American history. That sounds terrifying. But why did the pirates specifically want war with the United States? Well, Becca, the pirates didn't necessarily want war with the United States, but they wanted to maintain their lucrative practice of demanding tribute. European powers had been paying these tributes for years to ensure the safe passage of their ships. However, the newly independent United States decided that it could no longer afford to pay such exorbitant ransoms and refused to comply with the Barbary state's demands, which led to the conflict. Adrian, how did the First Barbary War influence the United States' approach to foreign policy? The war demonstrated that the United States was willing to protect its interests and stand up to foreign powers. The conflict also helped to shape the young nation's military strategy, particularly its emphasis on a strong navy. In the long term, the First Barbary War contributed to the establishment of America's global presence 
and served as a precedent for the United States' future international engagements. It's fascinating to see how this relatively obscure conflict played such a significant role in shaping America's global standing. Were there any other long-lasting effects of the war? Indeed there were. The First Barbary War led to the establishment of the United States' first overseas military base in the Mediterranean. This base allowed the U.S. to maintain a presence in the region and protect its shipping interests. Additionally, the war provided valuable combat experience for a generation of American military leaders, many of whom would go on to play key roles in the War of 1812 and other subsequent conflicts. Our second deep dive delves into the world of espionage. On May 10, 2002, Former FBI agent Robert Hansen was sentenced to life in prison without parole for spying on behalf of the Soviet Union and Russia. Hansen's betrayal was one of the most damaging cases of espionage in American history, as he provided the Soviets with invaluable information about U.S. intelligence operations, including revealing the identities of several American agents working undercover in Russia. It's shocking to think that someone within the FBI could betray their country like that. How long was Hansen involved in these activities? Hansen's espionage activities spanned more than two decades, beginning in the late 1970s and continuing until his arrest in 2001. Throughout his career, he managed to maintain a double life, hiding his actions from his colleagues and even his family. What factors led to Hansen's eventual capture? Hansen's downfall came about when a Russian intelligence officer provided the FBI with a file containing evidence of Hansen's activities. This led to an extensive internal investigation and the FBI eventually caught Hansen in the act of passing classified information. The case highlighted the need for improved counterintelligence measures within the FBI and other intelligence agencies. That's quite a dramatic turn of events. What was the trial like? The trial was high profile and closely followed by the media. In order to avoid the death penalty, Hansen entered a plea agreement, pleading guilty to 15 counts of espionage and conspiracy. As part of the deal, he also agreed to cooperate fully with the government, providing details about his activities and helping to assess the damage caused by his actions. It's fortunate that he was caught when he was. In hindsight, do you think there were any signs that could have alerted the FBI to Hansen's activities earlier? That's a difficult question, Adrian. It's always easier to see the warning signs in retrospect. However, Hansen was known for being secretive and somewhat distant from his colleagues which may have helped him avoid detection for so long. The case certainly highlighted the need for vigilance and improved counterintelligence measures within the intelligence community. Let's lighten things up with some pop culture moments. On May 10, 1962, the first issue of The Incredible Hulk was published, introducing the world to the iconic green-skinned superhero. The character, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, has since become a staple of the Marvel Universe, appearing in numerous comics, television shows, and films. It's hard to imagine popular culture without the Hulk's smashing presence. Speaking of icons, on May 10, 1960, Bono, the lead singer of the Irish rock band U2, was born. Bono is known not only for his distinctive voice and powerful stage presence, but also for his philanthropic work and activism. He's been involved in various humanitarian efforts, such as fighting against poverty and advocating for human rights. It's inspiring to see artists using their platform for good. Another talented individual celebrating a birthday today is Kenan Thompson, born on May 10, 1978. Thompson is an American actor and comedian, best known for his long tenure on the sketch comedy show Saturday Night Live. 
He certainly brought us many laughs over the years with his memorable characters and spot-on impressions. Absolutely. It's amazing to see the diverse talents born on this day. And speaking of talent, Adrian, do you have a favorite U2 song? Oh, that's a tough one. I'd have to say With or Without You. It's such a powerful and emotional song. What about you, Becca? I'm a big fan of Beautiful Day. It's such an uplifting and inspirational track. Bono's work outside of music is just as remarkable, don't you think? Absolutely. His commitment to social issues has made a lasting impact. He co-founded Data, Debt, AIDS, Trade, Africa, and later won organizations that aim to alleviate poverty and preventable diseases in Africa. Bono's efforts have raised awareness and influenced policy on a global scale. It's great to see someone so passionate about making a difference. Now, Adrian, do you have a favorite Kenan Thompson character from his SNL days? I always enjoyed his portrayal of Steve Harvey. His impersonation was spot on, and he had me laughing every time. How about you, Becca? I can't get enough of his What Up With That sketch. The absurdity and energy of those skits never failed to make me smile. It's always a treat to see the talent and humor that emerge from people like Kenan Thompson and Bono, both on this day and throughout the year. Thank you all for joining us on this journey through history as we explored events like the TIAC, the First Barbary War, and the birth of the Incredible Hulk. And we can't forget the birthdays of Bono and Kenan Thompson. As we say goodbye for today, we'd like to acknowledge Mother's Day in Mexico, which is also celebrated on May 10th. Feliz Dia de las Madres. See you tomorrow for more chronicles of yesteryear.